Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first ever Search Report podcast. My name is Christian Sullivan, and I'm joined here today with my co-host, father, mentor, and all-around internet marketing extraordinaire, Rob Sullivan. Uh, Rob has been involved in the internet marketing industry for 15 years, uh, mainly specializing in SEO. So believe me when I tell you that he knows what he's talking about. Um, Rob, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit and talk about what you're doing today in your business and really just what you're focusing on. Okay, well, hi there. My name is Rob, like Christian said. My business name is called Purpose Driven Promotion, and we more or less focus on local SEO, so businesses who are in their local area who want to attract more customers from the area they live in. Um, It's not all we do, but it's what we kind of focus on. It's what we have the most success with. So, yeah, that's what we do. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, with this podcast, we, we really just want to kind of build a conversation, um, c- a community, kind of a support system for, for business owners. We really want to be there and help as, as much as possible. That's the beauty kind of with the, the internet. Right now, you can get just so much free content and, and really learn how to advance your business. But um, if, if you guys ever have any questions, anything you ever want to ask us, um, in the podcast, um, I'll, I'll throw our Twitter handles into the show notes and stuff like that. But my Twitter is at Christian RJS and Rob's is at R Sullivan 25. Uh, but I'm just going to jump into, uh, some questions that I have for you, Rob, just to build up a little bit of context, um, around who you are, uh, just to, uh, just to let people know a little bit more. So, uh, you've been involved in, you've been involved in the internet marketing role for almost 16 years. Uh, when were you first exposed and how did you get into SEO? Yeah. Um, I actually started in 2001. Um, I worked for a local internet marketing firm in Kelowna where we live and they were one of the pioneering firms in the world. Really. When I started out, there wasn't a whole lot of firms doing SEO. There was individuals doing it, but no real large companies. I'd say outside of Toronto, we were probably the largest company doing it. Uh, I got into it kind of by accident. I was doing retail sales in about 1999. I decided it was time for a change. So I started looking at some of the different college courses and university courses I could take. Uh, Technology has always been very interesting to me. Computers and the whole internet world was still kind of new back then. Um, So I wanted to get into more actually computer networking and and that was my goal when I went back to school. So I took a very intensive course and became a Microsoft certified systems engineer. And that was how I got my foot in the door with the marketing firm as they were looking for somebody to look after their computer network. Uh, But I found actually very early on that my networking knowledge was uh, filled a hole that they were missing. They knew how to do online marketing. They knew what the search engines were doing. Uh, But there would be times when a website had issues that they didn't know how to deal with. So... I could look at a website from a technical standpoint and from the web server point of view and find technical issues they never considered um, and then look at how to fix those in order to help improve the search engine optimization. So that was kind of my first exposure into that and then I kind of built on that, applying my networking knowledge to large websites and how to make their SEO more effective. So you really almost found like a new field of SEO then, I guess, to, to work in. Uh, yeah, because there was a few times when, you know, the guys I would work with, because they were all knew what they were doing, they'd all been at it for a couple of years, but there was the odd time when they'd have a website, they'd like, well, we just don't know what's going on, we can't make it, make it fit, you know, make it work. 
So I would start digging into the web hosting and that sort of thing. And there was a few times when I came across, for example, one website, it would go off. They it would go offline quite a bit. They would they didn't know that until after I started digging into it. But what would happen is there was another website somewhere on the server which was drawing all the resources and it was knocking our client's website offline for extended periods of time, at irregular bit you know points. So we nobody knew what was going on until I started looking at server logs and that sort of thing. Something they never really did before. And it was then that I identified that there was hosting issues. So we contacted the hosting company, got the website moved to a more secure server, and then their SEO took off after that. So you really just moved from being a, a network admin over into SEO without even really knowing it. <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. I learned all the SEO afterwards, but it, it, it did uh, mesh quite nicely with what I'd been doing up to then. So what do you think then is one of the biggest things that's changed over the last 15 years in the industry? Oh, there's been a lot of changes over the, over the time. Like when I started, for example, you know, Yahoo and AltaVista and Fast were the search engines that everybody was targeting. None of them exist anymore. Now it's all Google. I mean, we started doing Google optimization before most people knew what Google was. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest change is, is when we started out, when I started out, there was probably a dozen search engines we were focused on. Now there's just one, it's Google. I mean, if it works in Google, it works in Yahoo, it works in Bing, it works in every other search engine there is out there. Right, so with that being said then, like, what do you think is one of the things that's challenged you then the most over the last 15 years? It changes quite a bit. Um, it's really hard to say. I mean, because there's been so much change. I mean, you know, the search engines change so quickly and so often that what we do now is different than what we did six months ago, for example. I mean, it's essentially the same, but certain tactics change because, say, Google does an algorithm update or Bing does something new, so we have to, you know, account for that. And like with the growth in mobile, for example, the mobile search has greatly influence how we do our, our job. I mean, there was no worry about having a mobile website before. You didn't, it was just, if you weren't in Google with a website, then you didn't exist. But now you have to have a mobile website along with your regular website. And it just, there's factors like that that come into account, which you don't really think of that really should affect the search engine, but they do, or, or, or your rankings, I should say, but they do now. Right, and yeah, that's that's really one of the big reasons why we started this podcast too, is to, to keep people up to date on all these things that are changing just on a weekly basis, right? Because Google changes around their algorithm a lot. Oh, definitely. I mean, take Facebook, for example. Facebook was never a factor for Google until, you know, the last year or two. Then Google, well, it's actually been longer than that, but Google's always tried to work something out with Facebook, but Facebook puts up like a wall between Google and Facebook. So what you personally do on Facebook doesn't usually show up on Google. Um, so they needed to come up with an alternative. So they have these Google, or sorry, Facebook business pages now, which you can set up, which are accessible by Google. So now those pages have more of an impact on your rankings than, you know, than before because it didn't exist before. Same as your Twitter account and you know even your Instagram and those different all your other social media accounts can have a positive impact or a negative impact on your search engine rankings. So it almost seems like that's another big thing that's changed in the last 15 years than just just with the all the social media right that can that can uh, influence your ranking a lot oh big time and the thing is you never know which sites google is looking at like we know obviously facebook and twitter are the big ones instagram you know another big one but there's there's like hundreds of social sites out there and what impact they all have we don't know i mean some probably have no impact some probably have more impact than we're thinking it's, it's that's why it's always changing it's always interesting to watch you know what google is looking at in terms of what's important for your ranking right so 
I know in the past, uh, at your at your previous company that you worked with, you you worked with some pretty big names like Oprah, Lawyers dot com. I mean the the, yep. the government of Canada, the tar- Department of Foreign Affairs. Uh, would you be able to talk a little bit about uh, what you did with those clients? Uh, sure, actually. Well, again, with my at the time, my background was more of the networking and the hardware end of it. So I was able to take some of that knowledge and help with some of their online marketing efforts more from a technical standpoint, like with the government, for example, the federal government of Canada, I don't know if they still do, but at the time they used the same sort of publishing platform for all their websites and it was a dynamically driven um, website. So if you ever look at their website addresses in the address bar, they'd be like page.asp question mark and then a whole bunch of variables afterwards, which are what was needed to render the page. If you took one of those variables out of the URL, the page wouldn't display. So I came up with a solution and we had one of our programmers build a, a platform where we could um, input the, the ugly URL, we call it, from the actual um, Canadian government page into a new content management system. And then I could put the optimization in place I wanted, which would be like the meta title and, or the title and the meta description tag and the meta keywords tag. And this publishing system would then publish a new page with a much friendlier URL because at the time, search engines were having a real problem crawling dynamic dynamically generated content. So basically what we did is we turned each page on the website into a new static page. But the system was really cool in that if you got a request to the old ugly page, it would automatically redirect you to the new page. And I bet you within a week we had the old site was gone and the whole the whole new site was re-indexed by Google and they were getting massive rankings for searches that were important to them. So that's one example. Oprah, um, Oprah.com was another one with that uh, came to us we were one of the other they'd gone through a few search engine marketing firms by the time they came to us and the problem they had was that nobody could figure what the problem was because they would they couldn't get ranked i mean you'd think oprah.com with you know millions of visitors a month shouldn't have a problem getting search engine rankings but they couldn't Um, their site did have a bunch of technical issues which we worked through with them to resolve but there still was one issue with uh, duplicate content essentially where google would find one page and flag it as duplicate content and nobody could figure out why until I got involved and said well the problem is you have two web servers running that are identical and you have a another server in front of those two web servers which is sending traffic you know it's basically it's what's called a load balancer so it would determine where to send the traffic based on the load of, of both the web servers so if one server wasn't as busy then the traffic could go there so what it was doing is it would send Googlebot the Google crawler to both servers at the same time which was causing problems from Google because it would it could see the same page but on two different servers and saw, thought it was duplicate content, so it was causing issues with with Oprah.com. So the solution was obviously just to send all the Google traffic to one server and only one server, and then that re- that did resolve the issue. And they were just they were so impressed that you know over the years they talked to so many different programmers and SEO firms and everything else, and nobody had ever caught that until we got involved. Wow. So uh, really, you guys you guys were like the savior for Oprah.com then. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the government of Canada, and same with Lawyers.com. It was a very similar issue. They had really ugly-looking website addresses, and we worked with their programmers, and their programmers built a really, really nice system to clean everything up. And, of course, we made some technical changes to their website to make it easier for search engine spiders to find, and their traffic went up quite a bit too. We actually, uh, they were so happy with us, I actually went to New York City and met with them at their head offices uh, once. Pretty cool. Wow, that's incredible. Um, didn't you, you were also, what did you do in Chicago for that one oh, conference? Um, actually, yeah, well, I've 
spoken at, a, at two different search engine strategies conferences. Um, I was invited to speak on the advanced SEO. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I had to think about it for a sec. Um, on the advanced SEO panel. So talking about things I was just talking about. How to deal with technical issues when there doesn't seem to be a solution. You know, how to work around things like dynamic, dynamically generated content and that sort of thing. So it's it's a at the time was about the only SEO conference out there and it was very prestigious and not a lot of people got invited to speak and they actually invited me to speak in Chicago and then again in New York. Wow, that's incredible. So um, I guess I have a surprise question here for you then. Uh, just since one of our main objectives on the on the podcast is to keep people up to date on like what's changing in Google. So uh, just is, is there anything you any advice maybe you'd be able to. Uh, give the listeners just maybe things that have changed like within the last week that you know of well it's not really within the last week it's actually been coming for a few months but no nobody's really talked about it google hasn't really come out and said it until recently um, they have this new ranking system called rank brain and it's about as close as we get to artificial intelligence as we've gotten yet basically what it's doing is it's training itself how to better rank pages based on input it gives itself from the current rankings so what it can do is look at what people are clicking on, try to figure out why they chose certain pages over others, and then adjust itself accordingly, and then re-rank everything based on what it's learning. It's taken some human input to get started, but Google's already said that RankBrain is actually ranking pages better than the, the programmers who built it, <laughs> if that makes sense. like They, they test the programmers because the programmers are the ones who write the algorithms. They give them a set of pages and say, ask them how they'd rank it. And then they give RankBrain the same set of pages and ask it to rank them. And they said, RankBrain does a better job of ranking pages than the programmers who built it. That's scary. <laughs> it, it does bring a whole new level of things because it shows us what Google is working towards is an always updating system where, because it used to be like when I started out, once a month there'd be what we call the Google dance, which was all the SEOs in the world kind of hold their breath and wait and watch what Google does. And over a period of a few days to a week, they'd update their entire index and shift all the rankings. And then once that was done, then you could figure out, you kind of reverse engineer what they did based on the current rankings. But nowadays, Google's shifted to a more on-the-go updating system where results can change several times a day even for certain searches. And it just it makes it that much more challenging, but that much more satisfying when you can see your clients ranking there. Oh, well, don't be evil, Google. Um, with all that in mind, I guess um, we really want to try and keep these keep these podcasts short and sweet. We know uh, we know all these business owners. Everybody's busy. Everybody's busy. They have things to do, uh, things on the move. Um, so we just want to wrap this up. I guess uh, keep it at about fifteen minutes. It seems pretty good. Um, Rob, do you have any last things? Maybe you'd want to say to our listeners any any shoutouts, any plugs for anything? Um, not so much. I mean, just. The future of search is going to be so incredibly dynamic. Just You won't have to think anymore. I mean, Google's already out there giving you search suggestions and stuff like that. But it's going to get so much more dynamic and in your face that it just it's going to be a very, very interesting time over the next few years, I think, as far as search engines go and Google goes and the whole mobile revolution and getting into location tracking and monitoring. And, you know, you could be downtown in your local area and it could be lunchtime and it'll start popping ads at you saying, well, there's pizza 50 feet away, there's hot dogs 100 feet away. You like steak, so go into the steak, steak house around the corner. I mean, stuff like that is what's coming. Okay, so I guess with, with all that stuff in mind, then what do, you, what do you say to people who think that search is dead? Um, it's not. I mean, Google is more used now than it ever has been. It's the first place people go in the day when they want to find anything out, whether it's news, weather, 
traffic. Um, it's the first place people look for for businesses for product information. It's it's not dead. It just it's just changing all the time. Yeah, I feel like Google, like the, the Google search engine itself, it uh, will probably reach a time where it just kind of merges with something else, and we don't even realize that it's still around, but it'll still be there. It already kind of is. Like if you've got an Android phone or a tablet and you have Google Now uh, running, which most people do, it if you've ever looked at it closely, it asks you to set a few preferences when you start, but then it starts feeding you information you never thought of. Like my on my tablet, for example, I get all the NHL scores because I said I like the Calgary Flames. So now I get every score of every game they're in. You know, I get the weather forecast. I get uh, if I've got an appointment to go to, it tells me that I have to leave now based on traffic to get there on time. That sort of thing. So it's getting more like that already. Awesome. I love it. The future is exciting. Uh, with that in mind, uh, we're going to wrap this up now. Um, my Twitter, uh, like I said before, it's at ChristianRJS. Rob, what's your Twitter? Um, my personal Twitter is at rsullivan25. It's not business related, so you'll see lots of links on technology and that sort of thing there. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, everybody, for listening to the very first ever Search Report podcast. Uh, we hope it went all right for you guys. We'll be coming out with more weekly here as much as possible uh, like i said we, we really want to give back to the business community as much as we can and help out awesome i hope you all have a great day have a great day <laughs> <laughs>